hello everyone. How you doing? How's it going, Ted? Doing all right. Doing all right. So what do we got going on today? Um, we are bringing back the interview segment with our friend Eric. A different Eric, not the last Eric. Eric um, with a C. Yeah. Uh, you can be on the show if your name is not Eric. Just want to throw that out there. But <laughs> this is our second Eric interview. Um, you want to give a quick spiel about what Eric does? Uh, Eric plays guitar, and I believe he also um does some of the. He's song one of the writing. songwriters. Yeah, right? he does yeah. quite a bit of the songwriting for um. How is he described as salsa? A salsa the core progressive band, progressive salsa core band, Death of Massive Stars, not constellations, Death of Massive <laughs> or Stars or continents. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, we sat down with him a few days ago and recorded this interview, and I think it, it felt really good to me. Um, I think we're starting to figure out our flow for the interviews. Yeah, our format Eric definitely with a K from Habitats. As much as I love sitting down and talking with that dude, the interview was a little rough. But I think we're starting to figure out our flow, and we're easing into this whole podcast thing. Yeah, we acquire that kind of like knowledge about about this over time throughout the uh, episodes that we record, and of course, like we would love to hear your um, feedback, whether it may be negative feedback or positive feedback. It's always just like great to hear if there's any like room for improvement or anything that you'd like to see come out of us and i promise you i will try to what what was i the pup you're the, the plosives yeah. Um, yeah and i probably just did it myself <laughs> saying plosive um pull out some earbuds but yeah uh, i think this interview was uh-huh. it felt really conversational i felt like we it was just three buddies sitting down and having a cool talk we even you touched know? up on like it the, felt pretty natural oh yeah we even touched up on um the necessities that go into uh, traveling out of states, a band. Out, of, yeah. out of states to shows um, and whatnot. But you're gonna hear it in literally a minute. So yeah, how about me and Ted shut up and we'll let y'all listen to our interview with Eric from Death of Massive Stars. Check it out. So Ted, you were just at the show this past week where Massive Stars yeah, played, yeah, right? Yeah, that was that was a solid show. This was this wasn't your first time playing downstairs though, right? No, we actually um, we opened up for Stolas back. In 2015. Oh, shit. Uh, downstairs, and it was with uh, Stolas as well. I really I really liked that. We actually like touched up on this on the, uh, what was it, the uh, second the second episode where we were talking with about... the other Eric. Yeah, with <laughs> with Eric from Habitats. <laughs> that, I really like the uh, downstairs portion of um, the sub-T, like a lot better than upstairs, just because it's like so much more of an intimate in, uh, like intimate environment to, yeah. uh, to see a show. I would say it's probably the most intimate like actual venue in Chicago. I, I could say. see that. It's yeah. only like a hundred limit capacity, I think. Yeah, like hundred ten limit, yeah, something yeah. like that. I yeah. still can't believe that we Bent s- Life show. Was I was just intimate. about to bring that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, fucking right. Bent Life show. That was, was so that show sold out. That, yeah, that show. Yeah. Was sold out. Oh my god, it was so much fun. I got my ass beat. Yeah. Yeah, I get I get destroyed every time we see Bent Life. Did you see me get clocked at the yeah, Milwaukee yeah, one? The dude just knocked me. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god. Oh, uh. uh, and I even remember actually going. Yeah, on on the topic of Bent Life, I believe that was that was the that was a show that you and I you and I like officially met at the first time we saw Bent Life. Yeah, yeah. the first time that we saw Bent Life. The which... downstairs show or before? Oh, no, the, no that okay, was I was at, like um, Bee Kitchen. Oh, right, the sub-scum expire. Legendary rotting out last last Chicago show. You didn't happen to catch them, did you? I I am still fairly new to the world of hardcore. Um, I just dove in, like, headfirst when I got into it, so I missed, 
rotting out. I missed foundation. I missed mindset, and I'm kicking myself for all of those. Yeah. But that the rotting out lineup was one of the legendary ones. Yeah, that lineup was that lineup was insane. And actually, like why so I've said before, that was probably my first like legit new legit hardcore show that had um, all brand brand smack and new bands that came out within the past ten years. But like, yeah, that was that was definitely that was definitely. Yeah, Expire and Rotting Out were two of the first bands I listened to in hardcore. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited when that show got announced because I was like, oh my god, like Rotting Out, I haven't seen them yet. Mm-hmm. Expire, I love seeing them at Bee Kitchen. It's always the best show, and them two together was such a great combo. How many times did you get to uh, catch Expire? Because we, me and Ted, have talked about this a lot. Oh yeah, but... I think. So. Five or six, okay. probably. Q-Bar show? Were you at the... They played the Q-Bar a couple of times, didn't Did they? they? Expire or Rotting Out? I know Rotting Out played Q-Bar. I mean, Expire. <laughs> oh, no, Expire did play Q-Bar. Years, yeah, yeah, years yeah. and years ago. That was the before the first time I saw them. And oh, I right. wanted to go that one so bad. That was when I first started getting into them. I think they played at... It's now called... They, they've changed the name of this venue so many times. It's in Joliet. It used to be called Mojo's. Then it was called The oh, Tree. Oh, now it's called The Tree, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They played They played that venue with Senses Fail, which... Really? Yeah. I, I saw know, an old poster, Senses Fail and Expire. I was like, what the fuck? That's <laughs> that's a cool combo. That's, that's, that's a I'm super down. interesting combo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but like going back to like touching up on um, touching up on the show that, show that you performed last week, I, I didn't hear That's Dallas, and that's... Oh, yeah, Probably. Ted, that's the first thing you don't tell someone. Hey, great show, man, but why didn't you play this song? <laughs> You're right. That That is that is me, though. <laughs> After every single show that we go to, even Zach fucking knows. <laughs> the only reason we do not play that song anymore is because all of our stuff now is in standard or drop D. And just like based on oh, the fact right. that we want to keep the energy going, we don't want to really pause in between as much anymore. That's, that was the only song we have in drop C. So we'd put that at the tail end of the set or at the very beginning, and then we'd have to tune up because I just don't have backup guitars yet. So mm-hmm. that's something I've never really like taken into consideration or anything, and that goes for even like, even like, like really like like big big name bands. I've noticed that they'll they'll have like the show going. Like when when we caught AFI, they would always have to like switch guitars, switch everything up, mm-hmm. and it totally took away from like the ap- the energetic atmosphere of like keeping the show going. But right. that's something I never really took into consideration. Yeah. Now, um, when when we was kids, I know that that's a band that you're like constantly hyping up. What, yeah, what can yeah. you tell me about them? Oh man, they're like the best dudes. Um, <laughs> yeah, besides being like super funny and genuine dudes, um, their music is just ridiculous. Uh, first time we played with them, I actually just hung up this poster in my in my room. John Hernandez, he drew up a flyer for that show, the, our first headliner. Oh wow! We were supposed to open up for uh, a band that was on the road, Idola. Um, but then they uh, they weren't able to play that show. Something happened to their van earlier in the week, so that show became a headliner for us at Wire with uh, support with support from three local bands, including when we was kids. That's oh shit! Dope. Was and that the was that the show that I caught that I uh, caught Death and no, Stars at? No, that was a, actually a separate show. That was All right. that was last year. Um, this show happened the year before in November. All right. And uh, yeah, that was the first time we met those guys. Um, I had heard stories of Chris Lamb from previous like encounters with people um chris lamb is the singer of uh, when we was kids um yeah like their music is just ridiculous it's like progressive rock it's just all over the place like if you like riffs that are just like fucking mind-blowing that'll just leave you speechless yeah, i would suggest listening to when we was kids yeah was that get- stuff is so good i was getting that vibe from them when i uh showed up like hella late last week to catch them i think i caught them play like what like two or like 
Yeah, about that. I caught them play like about two songs. Yeah, the songs are pretty lengthy, so you probably yeah. caught like maybe two or three. They were they were they were definitely good. You should definitely check them. Oh, they're they're playing a show tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so I couldn't help but notice that you guys describe your sound as progressive salsa core. <laughs> That's interesting. So, That's interesting. Where does like the sound and the influence for like the whole band come from? Because I imagine it comes from everyone brings their own kind of thing to yeah. the table and y'all put it together. Yeah. Um. So Deathmass of Stars started off with um me and my brother. Uh, just an idea of us always wanting to become a band and to just, uh, just like hit the ground running, um, start up a band, start touring, start write, writing music, you know, that's all we wanted to do since we were younger mm -hmm. together. And, um, as soon as I became of like age to actually like start, you know, putting in work and stuff, mm -hmm. like around the age of 18, um, and like I started learning the guitar like around 15. So I'd say skill wise, I was there. Um, 2012, we wrote our first EP together just me and him um didn't have a drummer then so we programmed drums to wow, make dude. to make them sound wow. as natural as they could which i think we did an awesome job of. yeah we were just listening to the ep yeah, yeah. on yeah, your yeah. way over here and yeah no i didn't i could not tell so yeah thanks man kudos. um yeah i did one of the tracks that's dallas that's the one i did drums for and then david uh, programmed the other three but uh yeah that ep oh he's the one who deemed us or dubbed us salsa core because yeah <laughs> we're both um we're both puerto rican 100 percent, and we didn't have any other members so it's just us two mm -hmm. to, from the start and uh that's pretty much what our sound entails it's like post-hardcore progressive yeah. do you mix. guys have any like bands in mind when you were starting this or do you just want to make um, it completely your own thing yeah uh i'd say for the ep um we were listening to a lot of let live Oh, sick. So Let Live, you could definitely hear the... That's a band I haven't heard in a minute. Yeah. I remember when I first met, when I first like met you and Jonathan, that was a band that you guys were like really like big into I love, at the I time. I love that band. Yeah, yeah, the influence definitely shows in um, Crazy 88, I would feel, mm -hmm. and um, maybe a little bit of Yellow Sky from like our influences of Let Live. You know? We wanted to put that feel in there. Um, we're just influenced by tons of bands, Clash yeah. Jaw. Refused. Yeah, that's something I've like noticed just um, on you go to everything. You yeah, listen to yeah, everything. exactly. Um, do you put like an importance on like having a really wide musical variety or are you just into everything? Yeah, honestly, like once you guys hear this new record we're working on, um Oh you're working on a new record? Oh yeah, we've oh, we've been working on this album for oh it's been it's been a while already. Um we should have been done with it over like a year ago. But um you know, we got sidetracked with other things. But we came back to re-recording some stuff. Um, we only have about like two or three songs left to finish off completely. Mm -hmm. And then vocals, were, we're good to go with that. And then we'll be releasing it. It's 13 tracks. Sick. We don't know the For name sure. of it yet. We have, we've been tossing around ideas here and there and like album cover ideas. We don't really have anything solid yet. But um, yeah, that should be out sooner than rather than later. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, but like that album, um, sound-wise, back to your question about our sound, uh, every song is really different than the last, mm -hmm. like, dramatic, like, dramatically, <laughs> dramatically, <laughs> dramatically. <laughs> it's dramatically, no, dramatically, like, each one is so different, there's one that's, like, an R&B sound, um, there's some that are, they sound more like the EP, uh, yeah, each song is just so different, some's got, uh, one's got, like, a rap on it, I oh, think, sick. but it's more, yeah, it's got, like, kind of, like, a Rage Against Machine rap feel, oh, I guess, cool. or, as opposed to just normal hip rap, right. hip hop feel. You guys actually cut, I remember, I forget which Rage Against the Machine song it was you covered, but when I first caught yeah. you guys at The Wire, what was that? Was that, that wasn't Gorilla Radio. It was, it was Yeah, Radio. it was Gorilla. Man, that fucking set it off when you guys did Yeah, that it cover. was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited for this album, though. It's going to be, 
it's wild for sure. Cool. Like you got a lot of different um, influences on this one. You have like a release uh, release show planned out anywhere. Uh, if we do do a release show, it would probably be at a kickstand sponsored venue. You know All what right. I mean? yeah. Like B Kitchen or Sub T maybe. Or if we want to do it at the house that we're playing at tomorrow, which is in Cicero, we might do that. Depending oh, right. on like what the you know, the outcome of people coming out to that show would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what we do with that. Yeah, definitely have a release show for sure. Cool. Uh, for sure. This is kind of like drawing a little bit back to I've I heard you mention like the um when when Jay was uh when Jay was mentioning the the, the, the like you coined the term salsa core mm-hmm. I was like I've always been like really curious about where like to what extent does like involving like the uh, cultural background like I've noticed like the uh, display of like the Puerto Rican flags yeah, right. on the amplifiers mm-hmm. I'm like and I've always been wondering does that does that sort of play like an influence like like the the mixture of like like salsa music mm-hmm. with it, it does like yeah um with our music uh we try to incorporate as much like uh of the latin culture into it um as we can because we just want to expose um people to different sounds i guess uh, we want to have like unique sound that people can like vibe off of and when like they see us live they don't have to just mosh they could like you know dance around they could do yeah, whatever yeah. they whatever they feel in that moment um it's not just salsa either though it's like a salsa it's merengue it's um we might incorporate bachata i don't know but like yeah we'll definitely incorporate that would be pretty interesting different (laughs) latin styles into it yeah this album's got uh a little bit of that not as much as we maybe hoped but it's definitely got some of that the first song is like almost all i don't know if you guys are familiar with merengue but it's like it's really upbeat like spanish stuff like yeah and it's mixed with like a punk sound so it's definitely gonna have like it's got a circle pit vibe to it that sounds dope dude yeah yeah (laughs) i'm so down for that yeah sure and it's got like tons of this album's got tons of percussion i would say like if it if there's anything from our latin like aspect that's going into this album it's definitely like a bunch of percussion like congas and stuff like that so like the yeah the conga drums and then like rock as i've noticed that like dave would like incorporate with the vocals and whatnot yeah yeah exactly it's a totally like wide variety of different like different different types of like latin like culture or cultural music say you music music that just you incorporate all into like all into like this like one one song and it's it's incredible like i like like I like I said I was telling these guys when I first heard you guys it was mm-hmm. like nothing that I've heard before and right. right off the bat I was like getting the idea that oh this must be like sort of like a progressive rock type of band because mm-hmm. even even I forget if it was Zach or Jay one of one of us were mentioning that like the name Death of Massive Stars mm-hmm. it's like just has a uh, has like a progressive rock kind of like didn't vibe you say it like, sounded like a continent Ted. Funny story. <laughs> but all right, funny story about how I'm dumb as fuck. So we were, we're, we're, ta- we're talking about stars. I meant to say constellations, and somehow I said, I said, I said continents. So I said death of massive continents. <laughs> um, I, I was really drawn to what you said about how you and your brother just decided you want to do this, and so you just sat down and put in the work. Mm-hmm. What? I, I guess advice or just what do you say to like anyone who's maybe listening to this and it's just like I fuck I want to be in a band mm-hmm. like yeah because we really need some advice me and Jay really got to <laughs> get our shit together <laughs> <laughs> like what was that like for you your experience I feel like with me it's a little bit um, different being having an older sibling mm-hmm. with like such a big age difference between us um, how old is David he's 28 he's oh, 6 shit. years older than me wow. um, 
Like, we have, we have a big age difference, but our mindsets are very much alike when it comes to, you know, um, getting shit done. You know, that, like everything that you need to get done for music, life, whatever, where we have that, um, we have that sense of maturity and um, we have respect for each other. Um, that being said, he has a leg up on me in terms of, you know, acquiring um, instruments, uh, right. you know, things that you need to record. Um, he's put a lot of, uh, he's invested a lot of time and money into that kind of thing. All right. Um, so anything that we record with, anything that we use live, more so than not, comes from his end. Um, that being said, I'm very grateful for him being there. Mm -hmm. Like, if it was, if yeah. honestly, if it's not for him, I wouldn't even be like talking about Deathmaster Stars and be talking about anything really music related. He's pretty much because like I would be say right now I'd be saving up for my own things. I'd be saving up my yeah. own drum kit, my right. own guitar, synthesizers stuff to record with. The stuff to record with alone is thousands of dollars. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, if you would like want to get good quality stuff, mm -hmm. so you guys otherwise like, you would have to go with a producer. Yeah, know? and that's even more thousands of dollars yeah. you guys like diy it you have like a space set up in your yeah, house yeah, um, or whatnot everything's diy to be honest um is that like a great spirit of it a core to like what you want the band to be about or is it a necessity thing or uh yeah for now honestly like we'd love doing everything diy that's sick um, um yeah uh back to us um we're not no longer just me and him you know right you know like we like we we put together like everything together but um we also have um paulie who is our drummer He's away at college right now, so right now we have Mark from when we was kids filling in for our shows. What was it like trying to put together the rest of the band? Because from <clears throat> what I'm getting is that Death of Massive Stars was very much built around you and your brother's like identities. So yeah. what was it like finding other people to try to keep the core of the band genuine of what it was? Yeah, um, it's not so much, it's not at all focusing on like finding other people who are like of Latin culture or like right. you know, Puerto Rican descent, whatever. Um, it's more so just finding people who love to play music and would put everything they have into it. Awesome. Um, Polly is definitely one of those people. Polly is like another version of me. Polly's like, a, yeah, he's really awesome. Um, he's got a fun energy about him. He's uh, he's a comedian. Uh, <laughs> and anytime we play live, he's just always like down to help with whatever we need to do. Um, he's down to like pitch in money if we need to pitch in money. You That's know? sick. He's definitely a part of Death of Massive Stars, like no doubt about it. Um, there's actually a video of, uh, his adventures recording this album. He recorded every single song on drums, minus one, which I think is all going to be electronic drums. Wow. Um, that's the R&B song that we're working right. on. All that's right. like the, one of the last songs we, we got to work on. But, um, yeah, he recorded all the songs on drums for us. It took a span of like maybe a couple months because he's just always busy with school. Right. Comes over on the weekends, we'll record. And sometimes it'll take a little bit long because, you know, mics would get bumped or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we'd have to, like, spend, like, at least 30 minutes to an hour just trying to find the sweet spot to record Resetting the drums. Every, yeah. And uh, we had uh, Tommy Jordan, our old bass player. Um, he's the He was, like, the producer for this, for the okay. drums at least, you know. Uh, and he brought over his computer every every time Paulie awesome. came over and we recorded with him. So, um, yeah, Paulie, it was, like, a soul member. Uh, he's one of the members. And then our other member is um, Marco. Marco's, uh, he switches between guitar or bass depending on whether or not we have a bass player for a show. Because we, we technically don't have a bass player. Mm -hmm. Dre, um, from uh, the band uh, Sky Machine, he plays for Sky Machine. They play like House of Blues shows all the time. Oh, cool. They're, they're kind of big in the Chicago scene. Um, they're more like a, I wouldn't like want to dub their genre, but I would say they're metalcore. Okay. All right. Um, but like Dre's an animal on bass. Um, we're really 
grateful to have him play whatever shows he can with us. He played the Sub T show with us this past weekend. Cool. Guy's an animal. Um, <laughs> if you ever get a chance, look up Sky Machine, and you'll see how crazy that guy goes on stage. That wasn't the guy in the uh, in the Dillinger Escape Plan shirt, was it? No, no, no that's actually the sound guy from Sub T. I don't know why I got. I don't know. No, but Jay's yeah. gonna slap me for this again later. <laughs> but um, yeah. I don't know why I got him. I got him like t- I got his face like totally like mixed up with like someone that I thought yeah. was in your band for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Marco's our other member. We only have uh, Polly and Marco right now, pretty much. Um, Marco is in a band called The Remedies, and okay, they cool. just played. They just played The Wire recently. The, All right. They had a good turnout and everything. So if you get a chance, check them out. They're more of like um, kind of like a throwback rock band. Um, okay. They like do do shreds on that stuff. Um, yeah. I don't so. mean to like kind of like shift the discussion from like talking about like members and whatnot, but um, Do it. one <laughs> one thing that I was another thing that I was really curious about is um being from being from where where's uh where's Death of Massive Stars like originate out of? Um, the, uh, I, well, I mean like me and my brother, we lived in the city more towards um well the intersection Fullerton and Cicero area. All right. Um, that area turned kind of bad when I was five, I would say. My brother being 11, um, I think our house got broken into a couple oh, times. Shit. It just wasn't really livable. Like, my parents mm-hmm. didn't want us living there anymore. Um, so we moved out to the suburbs out in Franklin Park, and we've been there ever since, since like 2000, I would say. Now, uh, when the band was just getting started, was it uh, difficult to, like, uh, find places to uh, perform at? Because usually, like, from from what I've from what I've sort of gathered is that, like, a lot of... Um, Chicago, a lot of like local like Chicago in the city yeah. type of bands like unless you unless you don't have like a form of transportation it's going to be a uh, difficult getting out to like local DIY spots or right. playing shows like where were some of your first shows like performed at uh our very first show ever was our EP release show back in 2013 and um we it was just us. We just played ourselves. We invited all our close friends and family, anyone who we had been telling about Death of Master Stars, you know, for months on end or whatever, however long we were a thing. That's pretty cool, um, actually. About, like, I don't know, 50, 60 people came out, and we packed our dining room up. That's awesome. And <laughs> That's we, moved, rad. we moved everything out, the table, everything. It was completely empty. All that was left was a carpet and our PA. And people went crazy. Like, I know you're, you're, um, you're friends with Benny. Uh, yeah. John was there. Um, a lot of our friends were there. Um, that was our first show. It was in our house. And then uh, our first official show at a venue was uh, made possible by George Medic, who's a local promoter. Um, he does shows for uh, currently for The Wire, I believe, and The Smooth Fox out in Elgin, which used to be Mad Maggie's. I don't know if you guys have ever been there before. Um, so he made it possible. We opened for He Is Legend at Penny Road Pub. Oh, wow. Cool. And that well, that's was... a venue I haven't heard of in such a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> we won't. We won't say. It's that. just like yeah, it's just this basement, pretty much. That's just. I what, mean, it was a cool show. I mean, what are your thoughts on like the Chicago music scene as a whole? Because you're going to a lot of shit. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We go to. Yeah, um, I go to like a lot of different types of shows. Mm-hmm. Like besides hardcore, you know, I'm I'm going to um sometimes I go to hip hop shows. Sometimes I'll go to progressive rock shows. You know, there's lots of different crowds I interact with, and then I kind of have to learn to you know mend with myself right um so yeah uh the people at kickstand in terms of just uh helping fans get into shows mm-hmm. or like helping bands out they're like some of the best people that's great yeah like b kitchen sub t shows are always such a blast because of them you know they, they really work hard and they they love what they do that's cool yeah um yeah 
Wire, Wire's cool too. Wire's out in Burrow in a more recent venue. Oh uh, yeah, I've, I've only been out there once. I forget who was, um, I forget who was uh, recently performing out there. I think it was, I know for a fact that Bitter Thoughts was on the lineup, but- um, Really? Yeah. Where was this, that at? What oh, the Wire, the Wire, Alan Berwin. Yeah, it's out on uh, by uh, Harlem and Roosevelt. Yeah, I think you were in Atlanta. Who else at was the time playing that show. one? Was that the No Victory show? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I, I might have known if it was No Victory. Yeah, yeah. Like, Better Thoughts um, might have played Wire. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, that's a pretty cool show. To, that's a pretty cool spot to see a show out there. Did like, I hear you guys talking about uh, Sound and Fury when you were walking in here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you travel to? Do you travel to a lot of shows? Yeah. Um, out of state, I've only been to one festival with uh, my girlfriend Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Sound on Sound Festival out in uh, Austin, Texas. Oh, cool. Um, it's a three-day fest. Uh, it was kind of like along the lines of Riot Fest, I would say, in okay. terms of like band lineup. They had like a diverse good mix. lineup. Yeah, they had a really um a mixed-up lineup. They had um like Run the Jewels. They That's had awesome. Fiddler, um, Youth of Today, Turnstile. Thursday. That sounds sick. Uh, Touche Amore played. They had a really good mix of uh, of hip-hop and um, hardcore and punk and stuff like that. It was really, like, that's what really um, attracted us to go out to Austin. I've been wanting to go to Austin for years, so yeah. that was just, like, the cherry on the top, you know what I mean? How often do you get to, like, not not festivals, but, like, out-of-state shows? How many of those do you usually go to? Not a lot. Um, I would say, like, Wisconsin is probably, like, yeah. out-of-state, the closest thing. The, like, yeah. Midwest, like, Right, well, we were yeah. just there yeah. like about a month ago. Um, yeah, yeah, um, just like Midwest shows. Okay. I've been to one show in Puerto Rico. Oh, cool! Oh, tight. Who yeah. did you see there? Coed and Cambria. Oh, oh wow. sick! Yeah, it was a really sick show. Hey, um, they're coming here. They're playing the Aragon, aren't they? Yeah, I'm going to that one as well. Oh, for sure. Um, they're playing their third album in full. Buddy um, Logan's gonna be there. But yeah, um, that show in Puerto Rico was awesome. It was in the, it was like their Coliseum, I guess. It's kind, oh, cool. kind of like Allstate, I would mm-hmm. say, closest to. Um, they split it in half though because they couldn't like pack up like mm-hmm. obviously like a whole arena. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was a really awesome show. Cool. Um, what, would, what do you think would like go and what do you think um, for anyone who hasn't who's like looking to travel to whether whether it's like Sound and Fury Fest or This Is Hardcore Fest or even the mm-hmm. fest in Austin that you went to? What do you think would like what advice would you like throw out to like people traveling out of out of state to these festivals? Because I know I've I've only been to uh, I've only been to two out of state festivals myself, mm-hmm. punk rock bowling in Las Vegas about two years ago, and then just last year this past winter I went to uh, America's Hardcore Fest in Bo- in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. But I'm like I'm curious as to, like what you would what kind of like advice you would throw out to like kids that are looking to travel out to these shows like. Did you, did you and, you and Z, did you two uh, drive down to Austin? Or no, um, we flew? actually, we use an app called Skyscanner, which probably, mm-hmm. which finds like, you know, the cheapest flights you could possibly get. Throughout, I gotta throughout, write that like, down for a Sound and Fury fest. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what we're using for that. Um, for Sound and Fury, uh, we found a deal for round trip tickets, uh, I think for like a week, it's like 160 bucks right now. I seriously gotta write that app down. So yeah, um, if you're looking to like, get the cheapest flights, use Skyscanner. Um. Yeah, Skyscanner is a good a good tip for flying if you're gonna fly. Um, if you're gonna drive, I have not done that yet, but I would assume just save up for gas money. You know, um, bring some comfy stuff to you know sleep in. If you're bringing another yeah. person, if you're bringing another person, it's good to switch off. You know, obviously. Oh uh, yeah. I would say just 
while you're maybe on the younger side and you don't have as many responsibilities weighing down, just get some friends, hop in a car, and just go to shit. For right. real, do, do that. Do that while um, you're young, honestly. We mentioned Riot Fest a little bit. I think I think Ted told me you want to throw a few predictions in. What are you thinking the lineup's oh. going to be? Uh, um, all right, so this year's Riot Fest. Uh, I know you guys have been talking about on online on Facebook. Yeah. We got a couple hints so far. Blossoms. I would and love what could that. that? Be? And alive, so Jim Blossoms obviously would be sick. Yeah. Um, not diving any deeper into it, there might be tracks by some other band named Blossoms or whatever. Yeah. You know? That's like the first thing that pops. Out I, I saw X's tour, X's upcoming tour, and it says uh, September fifteenth, Chicago. So oh, right that's on. almost definitely gonna yeah, be. Yeah, I can definitely yeah, see them right back there. I'd be so stoked to catch X. That's like my favorite old school punk band from. Damn, that would be sick. That'd be so cool. They're the ones. Uh, they do go out Los Angeles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that would be um, sick. I think they actually played. Um, they played in two thousand thirteen. That was my first year yeah. going to the actual festival, and holy shit! It I was got wild. to the, when I saw Descendants at the first Wrecking Ball. They covered one of the one of X's songs, and that was sick. That's great. That, that's, I, I love that band. That. Both um, those bands are a staple of like yeah. LA punk rock. Yeah, for sure. But I'm I'm sure we'll see you at that. So and as far as predictions, why like I don't know. Um, this year's a, a the ten year anniversary year for a lot of my favorite records came out. Oh. 2007. Um, Paul Troy came out with Manipulator ten years ago. Uh, what else? You got Paramore came out with Riot ten years ago, hmm. and that's kind of what I think. I never thought about they that. They might. I, it's like it's deep hope, but like yeah, I'd be down. It's a stretch to think that maybe they might play Riot this year and maybe play the album in full. So. That would be really sick. That's like a more of hope than a prediction. <laughs> I remember um, a while back you were tell you were telling me one prediction that you had was um, AFI performing a uh, shut answer answer that no um shut your mouth and open open your eyes in full because yeah, that's be sick, yeah. that's going on a twenty year that's going on twenty. I don't years. know if they'll I do would, a full album. Yeah, but actually, I, I could see AFI doing Riot in the near future. I I could I could definitely see that again. Full, I caught I caught AFI at Riot a few years back. What oh, year was that's that? That's right. That was 2013. That was 13, right? I'm still kicking myself for not <laughs> going to see them that Sunday. Cause... You're like their biggest fan. <laughs> Have you seen my... Yeah, F- yeah. Do you see the record on display that I was spinning earlier? Um, <laughs> I'm yeah, just about done. Ted, you got anything else you want to... I hope AFI play plays Radfest. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I hope they play all um, their old songs. Be on the lookout for an upcoming album, but is there anything else you want to hype or give a shout out to? Um... Give a shout out to uh, Marco and Polly for putting up with us and getting this record done. Um, we're almost there. Home stretch. Be on the lookout. Uh, this album is gonna be fucking awesome. It's gonna it's just gonna be all over the place. Hopefully, people like it. Um, yeah, uh, we're looking forward to hopefully doing a tour maybe this summer, maybe like a weekend run or two. Um, oh, that'd be sick. Midwest shows for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll get out on the road with when we was kids too. Because we love those guys and it'll be tons of fun. Cool. Uh, the show tomorrow, uh, Motel Six Six Cicero. Uh, if you need the address, message me. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. Cool. Um, you've got Facebook and Bandcamp. Anywhere else people can keep track of you? Um, we got Instagram too. Okay. Uh, just Death of Master Stars, and then we got Twitter, which is not used as much as it should be. <laughs> For sure, I'll probably start updating it a little more. Oh. That's um Dom's band, D O M S band. Okay, All right, cool. for sure. Yeah. Um. Well. Thanks I'm for good. On. Thank you yeah. so much for coming yeah, on, man, dude. For sure. Hope to have you back someday. Maybe we could like talk about how uh, Sound yeah, and Fury man. went. Yeah. yeah for first, sure. we gotta get out there. 
I gotta get on getting out there. Yeah, we'll, exactly. we'll make sure to hype the new tunes coming out. Um, For sure. Definitely. Until that comes out, everyone should go check out Escalera. Is Escalera is what we have up on uh, Bandcamp. And yeah. we also have a, a song that's actually on the new album, which has been out for two or three years on YouTube. Oh, okay. It's called Knives, Bearskins. Cool. And that's out on YouTube if you want to check that out as well as um, any LP updates. There's a drum update up on our YouTube channel, just Death of Master Stars. You know, awesome. You'll find everything on there. Cool. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, All absolutely, right. man. Thanks a Appreciate lot for it. stopping by. Thanks so much, man. For sure. Thanks again for Eric for coming over and talking to us and dealing with our bullshit. We don't, <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. We're just pretending. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Don't forget to go and check out Death of Massive Constellations. <laughs> um, so we had this show planned out for like a couple weeks, and then Ri the first wave of Riot Fest got announced and fucked up all of our plans. So for we're real. Just, we're going to sit down and just talk about Riot Fest, because how can you talk about Chicago music or claim to be a Chicago music podcast without talking about this fucking without, thing? Like, having, yeah, without having knowledge um, of the Riot Fest. You have a lot more Riot Fest experience than I do. So to start us off, do you want to give like your view of Riot Fest and some of your past experiences? Oh, yeah, most and, definitely. Cool. I'll dive in a little bit to like the history of when I started going to Riot Fest, because... Um, well, without actually diving a little bit into the Riot Fest history itself, but like not not going too much in depth, what, what it was Riot Fest was never the outdoor festival that was at Douglas Park. In fact, for quite a number of years, I believe from 2005 from 2011, it would take place in venues throughout the city, whether it be the uh, the Metro. Um, even even shows were going on at Reggie's, I believe the Bottom Lounge as well, and the uh, main venue where like the main stage was was the Congress Theater. Which... I'm sorry to interrupt you already, but how do you think of that setup versus a big park where the whole thing happens? I wish I could have had the experience. I wish I was able to experience the indoor festival. I was supposed to go the year um, Youth of Today and Weezer God and damn Danzig it. were playing, but. Unfortunately, at the time, I didn't have $35 laying around to spare. Mm -hmm. 
And a friend of mine, Omar Ortiz, was supposed to get me into that, get me into that show. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. But I mean, it's it's all right. In a way, in a sense, I did kind of get a little taste of the indoor atmosphere because the following year in 2012 was um, the year that Riot Fest was f- first being held outdoor. It was mm-hmm. held outdoor at Humble Park over the course of three days. And off the top of my head, I remember that lineup having The Offspring, Rise Against, Story So Far, Elvis Costello. I love Elvis Costello. Oh, yeah. But I didn't go to the actual festival that year That year either. I went to the after show at the Congress Theater, which featured The Casualties, The Addicts, The Dickies, and No Effects. Mm-hmm. So a wide variety <laughs> uh, of punk rock. Punk rocker's wet dream. Yeah, and my wet dream at the time. You were a punk rocker. <laughs> Um, I still am a punk rocker. I'm on the fence about how that setup is. On the plus side, you get to see Chicago and experience a mix of all the venues. And you can figure out food on your own time and your own budget because everything's priced out the ass when you need to try to eat at Riot Fest. And everything is super crowded, too. Yeah. um, And in a sense, like, it would be so cool to, like, be a part of, be a part of going to see Riot Fest during the during the area era when it was all indoor because I mean think about it, you'd be traveling throughout the city mm-hmm. via CTA of course because no one's going to be fucking driving to Ugh. these things you're going to be on the CTA on the buses and run into like someone like hey that dude has like plaid bondage pants on or mm-hmm. hey that dude's rocking a warzone shirt I would say it's harder to get into bands that way because one of my favorite things about a festival is that you're you're just bored and you have nothing to do because yeah. you're waiting for a band to go on. So you're walking around or you see, oh, that name looks cool. Yeah. And then you just try out a band and it could become your favorite band. Like I, I went to Warp Tour last summer and I didn't, I just decided to check out Cruel Hand because I'm like, that is a hardcore logo. Yeah. Um, and I really like Cruel Hand now. So, um, and th- there's some, I, I like, how the way it's up now is like it's all happening in one place. Yeah, you don't have to really worry about travel time, and you can. Just, oh yeah. Um, but I've been going to it for. I've been going to the actual outdoor festival for the uh, past four or five years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Saw it, I saw the two the two um the two ride fests at Humboldt Park in both in 2013 and 2014. I was a little skeptical on the uh, setup for 2014, and then um. Again, when in 2015, where it was uh, moved to Douglas Park for the first time, which is like not going into with all politics aside with the area, I find I find it to be a uh, more reasonable area to uh, hold the festival in. The park is much bigger, of course. And um, oh, and of course, I went last year and I had a three day pass and I checked out some incredible bands. It was the first time seeing Thursday. Yeah. Well, I went to the after show. With uh, with Zach, Zach and I hit up hit up the after show. Wasn't able to catch Morrissey that day. Oh, had to dip real quick. <laughs> I like the Smiths, but Morrissey's a prick. See, I'm a Cure guy. I am so. too. Yeah, but but I mean, I'm also <laughs> both a New York hardcore guy and a Boston hardcore guy. So those weird rivalries never bothered mm. me. Um, with that being said, East Coast hip hop all the way. Um, ah, dude, West Coast. Zach's not. Shut up, at Zach. Me. Stop fucking shaking your head. I Turn his you. mic down, Zach. Turn it down. <laughs> uh, speaking of East Coast hip hop, fucking Wu Tang Clan. Oh, yeah. You um, want to get into the lineup for this year? Are you done with your Riot Fest story? Yeah. I don't yeah. Wanna, like, um, get too much. I could talk about that I've only, all day. I so. only went one year, um, this past one, which is 
really the first time me and Ted and the rest of our crew hung out for oh, it was a blast. an extended period of time, and it was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Making people upset, hardcore dancing to Thursday. Why are you hardcore dancing? I got throat, there are no breakdowns. I in got this song. puked on during Refused. Uh, all in all, a great weekend. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite Riot Fest weekends. Real quick, what was your highlight of this past Riot Fest? Uh, seeing Thursday, without a doubt. They were really good. <laughs> Who uh, I? Yeah, I'd say Refused. Was my set of refused is weekend. also my uh, my high point of that weekend because two years ago I was supposed to catch refused at punk rock bowling but um, I believe sick of it all was uh, performing during during their set and I ended up getting clocked right in the fucking nose <laughs> by this what, one it guy. was clobbering time yeah it definitely so was clobbering time <laughs> um, so I just decided you know what I'm gonna dip back to the hotel I'll see refused some other time um might as well dive into the actual lineup, or at least the first wave. We've only got about, what would you say, half of it? Yeah. They're um, supposed to announce 20 plus 25 more bands. Yeah. Fingers crossed for AFI. Not, um, <laughs> do you want to start with what bands of the lineup stood out to you or what bands you want to still be announced? Let's dive into right now. The let's, lineup. Let's touch on the the lineup itself and bands that, we that bands bands that maybe like we're mostly familiar with. I mean, I'm familiar. We're we're pretty. We have we're pretty knowledgeable. Of we like have a good eighty percent of the venue. Here. I don't want to like go into talking about a band like um, excuse my ignorance, like that dog or slaves because I don't really. Can I just say holy shit, Jawbreaker reunion? That's intense. Yeah, <laughs> that's also the one day I probably can't go, uh, even if the bummer. money's right. Um, uh, it's a super. Bummer. Make it happen, please. Please, God, let Jawbreaker keep playing after this. Please don't let this be a one-time thing. Like how the Misfits performed. I am ready for that band to be dead and gone. The The, Misfits Misfits should stop. (laughs) (laughs) All of our listeners gone, but the Misfits should be gone. So (laughs) that's my spiel. That set was bad. Danzig was a prick. You want to hear a fun fact about the Misfits? No. Davey Havoc was approached to sing for the Misfits back in the early 2000s. I do. That is not true. It's true. Are you sure? Positive. If I do a Google search on this, am I going to hit you with a microphone? No, you're not. Because it's true. Oh, he's doing Carry a Google on. search. So, right off the bat, I was when when this lineup dropped, I was so distracted by the fact that Ministry, which is Zach and I, which is practically like our like childhood music connection, because like years years ago, like what what like ten twelve years ago, Zach and I would be holy shit. We met in whoa, what's going on? See, it's true. <laughs> you were right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Don't question Ted about his AFI knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. For real. Do not um, want to test me. I know everything about that band. What about Nine Inch Nails, your favorite industrial band? Shut up. <laughs> Skinny Puppy and Ministry are my favorite industrial bands. They're also the best industrial bands. Without Dive, that's like second wave industrial. You'll, you, 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 you get the spiel. But Ministry is the band that I'm most stoked to see just because like, what that's just because that band is what knocked down my like musical knowledge walls to like get into all of these other different you- bands. Did you get into Ministry or Skinny Puppy first? Oh, I got into uh, I got into Ministry okay. first, and I believe it was 2005 or 2006. Thanks to Zag, we were both in summer camp, and he always he we both had our like portable CD pushing players pushing fat kids into the bushes and 
Yeah. As you've always told me. <laughs> now that did not happen. Yeah, we had some fun times. <laughs> but yeah, Zach Zach introduces me to ministry that year and then it's I believe it was like a year or two was later. Was that still hair metal Ted back then? No, nah, that was a uh, Malgoth Ted. Couple <laughs> couple yeah, couple 20, 50 pounds overweight, rocking trip pants and a Marilyn Manson shirt every day. <laughs> I also had Solid. fishnet gloves. You, you did not. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I would kick my ass too if I saw myself from if I saw myself from ten years ago. <laughs> Just kidding. We'd be best. So friends. ministry, you're stoked for. How stoked are you for Nine Inch Nails? Uh, we're going to lose so many Nine Inch Nails. We're going to lose so many Nine Inch Nails listeners right now. But listen, I like Nine Inch Nails. Don't get me wrong. No, you don't. I have Don't lie like to our hate. listeners. <laughs> I have a like-hate relationship with Nine Inch Nails. I am very critical of that band. So many of like so many people that I talk to about industrial music are first to drop like Nine Inch Nails as one of like the best industrial bands. They're an alt rock. I see Zach band. is agreeing with me. They're an alt rock band. They may have like some industrial aspects seen in Pretty Hate Machine, of course, Legendary Downward Spiral. I give credit where it's due. Downward Spiral is an incredible industrial record, but little unknown fact. Drawing back to Skinny Puppy. Now I'm not going to get too much into this. Skinny Puppy released a song entitled Dig It on the Mind of Perpetual Intercourse Intercourse record. Both of you, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're not saying was, anything. I see Zach shaking his head. That was that was in 1986. Uh, four or five some odd years later, Nine Inch Nails drops down in it, 1990. On, Get down in it. Yep. Get on on Pretty it. Hate. Dig It <laughs> Is that down not the song? in it. Do you see the... <laughs> Dig It down it. Do you see the connection? I do. That's about and plagiarism. You listen to both of the songs, about and plagiarism. And I just think that Skinny Puppy was never given the credit that they truly deserve. And I, I, I love that band. I think that's fair. Thank um, you. Thank you. Well, we've already talked about Nine Inch Nails. We've already talked about Jawbreaker. This is the third headliner, Queens of the Stone Age. How do you feel about that? I've never listened to that band in my entire life. They're a... <laughs> This may be the last episode. I think we're driving Zach crazy over here. Um, they're good. I question whether they're a Riot Fest band. That's the band that, that that's made up of members of Eagles of Death Metal, right? I don't think so. I believe it is. I could have sworn that um, it is. A friend of mine that I was talking to earlier when I got out of class today was telling me about it. No, it's not. Um, okay. So I question if they're a Riot Fest band, and even if they are a Riot Fest band, I don't think they're headliner status. They're already bands on this lineup. I think deserve to be headlining. More. I'm surprised Prophets of Rage isn't headlining. To yeah, be um, with you. I'm not a Prophets fan, but I know it's also one of the only chances I'll get to hear my Rage Against the Machine jams. I think it's a really cool collective that they got going with For Public sure. Enemy. I I Chuck love D Chuck D. I love I love Cypress Hill. Yeah, I love Rage. Absolutely. I don't like them together. <laughs> I do not like Zach. Zach um, <laughs> is the only one who can do those songs, in my opinion. Renegades funk. And I'm That's pretty I'm pretty open to bands getting new singers, but I don't think Rage can do it. Yeah, I really and I don't know think they're they a different band. They're trying to be Rage. Sorry. Oh no! I, Speaking I, of Zach, give me an Inside Out reunion. <laughs> Never gonna happen. Would love for that to happen. What were you saying? 
I I don't know. Like I love Rage Against the Machine. That's another band that uh, our Zach, who does the sound, got us not to be confused with uh, De La Roca, but that's another band that I grew up really listening to. What I pronounce his name wrong? No, no. Yeah. I was just laughing at the fact that you felt the need to. Well, we talk. were already talking about a different Zach. <laughs> our sound guy was instrumental in Rage Against the Machine taking off. <laughs> he did their sound. <laughs> um. <laughs> I just realize how ridiculous that sounds. But, I'll, yeah, I'd rather see Rage Against the Machine than Prophets of Rage, but I'm stoked to see Prophets of Rage. Speaking of Inside Out, Death by Stereo is doing an Inside Out set at RevFest this summer. Where's Bring that yeah, bring to Riot that Fest. Or, I love Death by Stereo. I love it. Bring, bring RevFest to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Prophets of Rage, who else stands out on the line out to you? We've talked about the headliners. New Order. New Order's another band that I totally overlooked. I've never listened to them. I have some homework to do. Oh, my God. Zach's mad at me. We're gaining. Zach and I are gaining up on the kid with um, no synth pop goth knowledge. Oh, fuck <laughs> it, then. Um, if you Paramore. Like Division, you'd like them. Who, Paramore? Yeah. I fucking know it. I'm stoked to see Paramore. Uh, I what? saw a post Eric, who you just listened to, uh, made on Facebook. Don't sing. <laughs> Eric Just from Eric from Dom's, I saw a post on Facebook this morning how Riot should be another one of the albums that are played in entirety this this year. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. Play Riot at Riot. For my money, the only <laughs> Paramore record you really need to listen to, but also that they're not really a band that's marketing to what I listen to, so I get it. What's the name of the record with the couch on it? I don't know. I don't listen to anything outside of Riot. I close-minded, I know. Um, I just realized uh, it's going to be a date festival because Haley Williams' husband, uh, Chad, and Newfound Glory are playing. Oh, shit. I just realized that. Newfound Glory's playing. That's a, Both of those bands are not hardcore bands made up of hardcore kids, so I feel like I have to support them just based on that fact alone. Um, speaking of pop punk, we were talking about this before we started recording. This is a pretty good year for pop punk. Oh yeah, absolutely. I um, I definitely see that, which is funny because I'm not gonna like down any of these bands or maybe anything. you should let me up the bands then before we get in more shit. I like these bands. I just don't. They're just not the pop punk bands I was hoping for. The, you got the story. That's true. We do have the story. We have. Bayside, who you claim to be a pop punk They're band. emo pop punk. Really They're popular with pop punk kids. We have the Lawrence Arms, which I'm thankful for. I'm stoked I love them. the Lawrence Arms. Um, Newfound Glory, I know you're not stoked on it, but I like A Day to Remember. Uh, yeah. Uh, four Years Strong. Real Friends, I'm not into them, but I know a lot of people are. Um, and Taking Back Sunday, which is another band Taking that rides... Taking Back Sunday is playing? Which is another band that rides that emo played. line. They... Taking Back Sunday never plays Riot Fest. That's insane. Wasn't there a song in the <laughs> promo for, for last year's Riot Fest? And the year before. And the year before that. They're, speaking they're band, speaking of bands that. that play every fucking year, oh my god, Guar. And Who Andrew else was WK? shocked by that lineup? <laughs> um, I love Guar, though. Probably not going to see him because I hate them at Riot Fest, but I love Guar. I'm gonna eventually like be in the process of like walking. We're gonna from walk one by to and get hit by like a silicone mold of like Hillary Clinton's vagina. Yeah, you're somehow. gonna see them like ripping apart Mike Pence or Donald Trump yeah. effigies, and it's gonna be like, hey, let's check this out. This looks cool. I, 
and quick carry on spiel on my part. I love Guar. I'm one of the rare Guar fans that actually like their music rather than just their stage spectacle. Stage shows are fun as hell, but I genuinely enjoy Guar's music. Um, when they're in a festival setting, they play about five songs and the rest is just their shtick, which I get it. That's part of a Guar show, but yeah. I'm at a music festival. Play your fucking music. I like the stick, and I also like the music. <laughs> I like. I remember this past year, I was I was waiting to meet up with you, and I was watching Guar. And th- so, to those who've never been to a Guar show, wait, hold up. When we were when we were looking for each other, you were watching Guar. I was watching Guar. I don't think you were look for you. Oh, maybe. I remember looking over, and I'm like, "Is that Keegan?" But I had like met him like half a week ago. Oh yeah. So I didn't feel like I could go up. And talk to him, but um, they always play "Sick of It," uh, "Sick of You" at the end of their sets. And like, I remember it was like four songs had been played, and they're like, then then "Sick of You" starts playing, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a music festival. Play your music. Rant over, um, dude. Pennywise. Now that's who I'm really stoked to see. That's who I've, I've been jamming out to nonstop ever since this lineup got dropped, and I love seeing Pennywise I've seen outdoors. Pennywise a couple times. I think I've had my fill. I don't know, but they're like... Now, I know a lot of punk rock elitists are probably going to be like jumping on my back for this, but I see them as like... I don't know, like that that era of 90s punk rock. Some of my favorite. Yes, yeah, so they're, they're, they're like a, they're a Pennywise was my favorite punk rock band, period, for a really long time. Oh, for sure. My problem with the whole Pennywise no effects scene is I love the music. I think the bands are still wild talented. I cannot stand the crowds because it's all the people who have been listening to those same five albums for the past 20 years. (laughs) And the only difference is their hairline is a little farther back and their beer gut is a little farther out and they haven't popped an Ollie in 15 years. (laughs) And they just sit in the pit drinking PBR and talking about how it was better in the good old days, even though the good old days happened way before the fucking 90s. And they don't listen to any new shit. I hate people that just stick in the... like. Okay, I know I listen to a small window of music in the grand scheme of music, but I listen to every fucking sound of hardcore within that hardcore umbrella. These people listen to the same five Epitaph records, and they don't listen to anything else, and that enrages me because there's so much good music out there epitaph records are pretty good records they're great records (laughs) but there's also so many fucking great records also out there even with that epitaph sound there's more great records on epitaph for that matter just listen to a lot like new shit oh yeah i totally get you um second rant over I'll Man, like, go see Pennywise if I'm free during then. That uh, band is very nostalgic to me. They play Fight for Your Life or, no, Fight fight Till You Die. Yeah, Fight fight for Your Life's by the Casualties. Fight for, I fight hope till they you don't die. play that. <laughs> they do great go covers, I will say. They do a Sick Minor Threat cover I saw them. Beastie Boys cover. I saw them cover, well, first I saw them cover Gimme, Gimme, Gimme by Black Flag the first time oh, I saw them. Sick. That's one of my favorite Black Flag songs. And the second time I saw them, they did Minor Threat with the singer of a Wilhelm Scream, oh, which is tight. my favorite like skate punk band. Yeah, I don't know how to classify that band. A Wilhelm Scream. Yeah, I they just classify look them like as a like hardcore band. Melodic punk rock. Yeah, in my book. That band needs to be playing Riot Fest. I get that, that is a band that yeah. totally deserves a Riot Fest spot. They're they're one of the bands I actually caught at uh, punk rock bowling, and at the time I didn't know a whole lot about them. 
And uh, when I saw them, I I, re- I really liked them from when I from what I, I saw, saw them play with Pennywise and Anti Flag. They oh, they stole stole the show. They stole the show. Um, That'd be out of this the world. bands that stick out to me real quick. Uh, Bad Brains. Where the fuck did they dig HR up? Wait, what's the Straight Edge band playing? They're just called X. I'm getting what? to them. <laughs> That's a Straight Edge group, right? No. And you know they're not a straight edge group <laughs> because I know you've watched the decline of Western civilization 50 million times because you need to to watch your, to get your punk cred. Yeah, you're not wrong. You guys want to watch the decline after this? The third one is a great film. They're oh. all they're all great films, but I like it for its being for the movie, not because I'm a punk rocker and I need plus five patch points. Um, That's me. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'll get I'll get to them. But bad brains. Since when is HR capable of talking, let alone singing I know. a set? <laughs> I really hope they don't pull. Well, I mean, it's understandable why they canceled back in 2012. I think it was there. No, they were supposed to play in 2013. But um, HR, due to some uh, severe health issues, he wasn't able to make it. But I, I'm excited to see that. I've heard. I haven't heard the best things about the the bad brains lately, like how they're able to uh, perform or whatnot. But I mean, it's understandable. It would just like be really three cool out to of tell four people. of them had health issues in the past year. Yeah, Doctor No. Um, I really hope they stick around though, because any controversy or problem you may have with the bad brains totally valid. But the bad brains music has been super influential and a, left a super positive impact on my life that I need to see them if i can yeah um in the words of john joseph of the crow magazine yeah pma ah punk rock was all fuck the motherfuckers hardcore it's solution. you're gonna we're gonna get beaten up for being herbs if you keep <laughs> talking about that um what you were mentioning fucking x yeah my favorite la punk rock band I saw them back in 2013, I believe. I, I'm stoked to see they're that. They're the Black Album. I think it's just called X or Los Angeles or It's called whatever. Los Angeles. Okay. Great that city. is one of my favorite punk rock records of all time. That is a great record. Uh, Johnny Hit and Run Pauline, Los Angeles. In fact, I think, I'm not sure about this, but I feel like when I caught them, they might have been playing that album from top to bottom. That'd be cool. Maybe that that's another one that's going to be announced. Oh, yeah. Because um, when did... I don't know when that album came out. <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute, but real quick. Um, the only time I've come close to seeing X is I saw Descendants, and they covered Johnny Hit and Run Pauline, but one of my favorite punk rock bands would love to catch them. They were just so unique for what the sound was at the time. They're, yeah. They're border on like a rockabilly band. Almost, yeah, I definitely they're, see that. I, they're, it's so cool to me. Yeah. Um, who else on? As we were setting up recording, I just realized Alice Bag is on this lineup. Another LA OG punk rock legend. LA punk rock legend. Um, anyone else on here stand out to you, Ted? Not from LA. Um, from across the coast though. No, on Mighty, Mighty Boston's. I'm stoked to see them. I'm so stoked to see them. Um. We were actually just like, this is something that we've been doing lately for we, yeah. the past month is just chilling in my basement, turning on like VH1 Classic or MTV Classic and watching uh, 90s Nation or like, yeah, the, the 90s Nation music videos where it shows a bunch of OG 90s videos. A couple of times we've caught some like punk rock videos like Bad Religion and of course Mighty Mighty Boston's and... That's a band that I that's played at Riot Fest during the times that I've been there. They've even played at Punk Rock Bowling, 
but I didn't catch them or when I caught them, it was like from far away. And I just recently got really got into them after hearing um, someday, 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 I suppose. I suppose. And I'm really anticipating their set at Radfest. Um, I have more to say about them, but that goes into a larger thing. Um, real quick. I saw action Bronson and thought it was Charles Bronson. Yeah, I saw. I, I don't know why Charles that Bronson. would never happen, but I'm like Bronson. Wait a minute. <laughs> Um, Bronson, I don't even have to read the first name. That's Charles. No. I'm slightly what? underwhelmed by the amount of bands I like on this lineup, but the bands I like, I really like. It's one of those things. Um, as always, or at least from what I've seen, there's a really lacking amount of hardcore. Like the only band that yeah, borders on it. hardcore is Bad Brains. I, I could see that. I wish they could have threw in like a couple of like hardcore bands, but then again, come when me personally, I go to so many hardcore shows that it's like majority of the shows I've been to, let alone this year, have been hardcore shows. So like, I feel like going to Riot Fest, um, it would just be like nice to like take a break, take a break from it, and see like and expose myself to a different like variety of different music. Uh, musicians. I feel that, but, but I. My bad. Most of my problems with punk rock stem from the crowds and not the music itself. Oh. And the live performance. I feel like a lot of punks don't put in the effort anymore. And that bothers me. Um, I never thought about that. I have a whole spiel, but Zach's already telling me we're getting close to time. So let me save that rant because I've already gotten two in in this episode. (laughs) Um, Before we leave punk rock, Zach's dad told us what the best set of... This weekend is going to be GBH. I know Kissy would fucking kill us if I'm, we did not bring them up. I um, was about to mention them, them and the Buzzcocks. I'm yes. stoked to see GBH. My mom emailed uh, me and is like, did you see the Buzzcocks are playing? Uh, yes, GBH I did. GBH is playing. Give me fire. I'm a sick boy. I, I'm weird. And my favorite GBH song is Cadillac one because I heard <laughs> that record first. Um, city baby, city baby. It'll be a, it, that'll be a cool set. Um, so th- this morning, as we were getting ready to make our notes and meet up here to do a recording, they you announced make notes for this. I make I prepare for this podcast. I don't do shit, bro. We know <laughs> it's one of our problems. Um, they announced the first eight of the ten albums being played in full. This um, oh yeah, that's right. This right fest. I am stoked for. Oh, Calcutta by the Lawrence Arms, my favorite Lawrence Arms record, The Walking Wounded by Bayside, and uh, Let's Face It by the Bostones. That is a phenomenal ska punk record. Ska oh, yeah. core, ska punk, whatever you want to call it. Um, Those are three sets whew. I really hope they do not interfere with each other because I'm really so to see Bayside, Bostones, and the Lawrence Arms. <laughs> yeah, I am too. That Bostones record is so good. Oh, yeah. Real quick. Who would you like to see instead or slash who do you want to be on the second wave? Give me like two or three. Uh, For the second wave, AFI. <laughs> nah, maybe. Um, AFI, Shelter, Bouncing Souls. Those, those are some of my, uh, a lot of my predictions were actually spot on this I could year, see the Souls. But I could see, yeah, I could definitely see the Bouncing Souls or AFI. I really hope Shelter plays. I, I don't know yeah. the likelihood... Probably not, but Shelter's been one of like my positive bands right now. Yeah. Um, and so their music's been like super helpful to listen to, and I just love to see them and pay that forward and hear some of those songs live. My ultimate 
Riot Fest wish, which I know is iffy if it's going to happen because they're just playing Chicago Open Air. Please, Body Count. Body Count. I love Body Count. I love the new record. I want to see Body Count so bad. And if we could swap out Nine Inch Nails for Skinny Puppy, that would Not be gonna greatly happen. appreciated, even though it would be weird seeing them outdoors. Uh, <laughs> Ted, real in a sentence or two, how does this compare to past lineups since you're the Riot Fest expert of the two of us? Personally, I like it for the reason that there isn't a whole lot of bands that I like, or well, there's a lot of bands I like on the lineup. While at the same time, there's a lot of bands that I haven't, that I've never heard of, and that's one thing I really like about Riot Fest is that when I would go to Riot Fest, uh, most of the times I walk past a set or I'll go and see a set that looks remotely interesting. Check it out. If you dig it, stay. Two step, march, skank, whatever. If you if you don't dig it, go to the next set or go get a corn dog to eat. <laughs> I love corn dogs. Oh, me um, too. I can't wait to eat all the corn dogs. At this Riot episode Fest. brought to you by corn dogs. You hate hot dogs. I hate hot dogs, but corn dogs are different. Okay. Um, fuck. We're already at time. Ted, any shout outs you want to give? I didn't do my homework again. <laughs> Fucking shocker. There's a show going on at the Cobra Lounge. Um, who? Ah, oh, I wish I had it in my in mind. No, there's like four shows going on that that I was going to shout out, but I totally forget which ones they were. This is why you make notes. Can you do that for me, please? (laughs) I'm trying, but can you talk while I look it up? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, May 6th, I believe. Um, Local... Local hardcore beatdown heroes Drowning is performing. That's uh, dysentery, yeah. epitasis, dishonored, perpetual defi- defilement. That's uh, Isaiah. It's Isaiah, right? The drummer of Through and Through and Drowning. He's in a third band. Yeah, I th- he's in a band called Perpetual Defilement. I think that's his band. They're playing yeah, too. Yeah, it's quite the busy open schedule. wound, and uh, I know that's a Roman numeral, but I'm gonna say Ixgates. <laughs> um, oh, nine a- gates. <laughs> There's also a band that I uh, want to give a quick shout out to. They're um, I well, ju- hang on, you, I got oh. this show and then you just stopped talking about it. Yeah, uh, that's May sixth at the Cobra Lounge. Um, yeah, Drowning. After I'd say Harm's Way is the big Chicago hardcore band right now, but Drowning right after them. Like, oh yeah, most definitely directly with Harm's Way. Um, Drowning's been getting like huge recognition. And it's, it's deserved. They're a it is definitely super deserved. talented band. Absolutely. Um, the, like the Cobra Lounge heroes of Chicago hardcore. That's, that's like their show. home. That's <laughs> a that's a show where I've been seeing a lot more like hardcore shows. The venue, at, the which Cobra I'm Lounge. honestly thankful for because, like, I, I love, love that venue. I love the way I I just love how low the stage is, and I don't know why this came to mind earlier. I really want to see Comeback Kid perform there. I can see that, especially since H two O played there. Yeah. Let's get Comeback Kid to the Cobra um, Lounge. I I don't have any shows to shout out, but shout out to my friend Jeremiah for turning me on to some of the stuff that's been happening in the local uh, California scene, Ted. Oh, uh, yeah. My buddy Jeremiah lives out in Anaheim, I believe, wherever the observatory venue is. I think that's Anaheim. I believe that's Santa Ana. Oh, that may, that may be it. But uh, he was turning me on to some bands last night, and I was looking at the lineups, and it's really cool because the lineups you'll have... A straight up punk rock band, a like suicidal style crossover band, a straight edge hardcore band, and then there's one band that he was telling me about called Ruckus that is plays music based on H.P. Lovecraft stories. 
Like I'll, that's really cool. Lovecraft I core. Check that out. Um, I've been and, and like queer core, and it's a mix of fucking everything on one bill, and All I right. love bills like that. I just want to give a Redfest. quick shout out to two of the ones I've been listening to a lot were Chemical X, super cool straight edge hardcore band. He told me all those dudes are in high school. See, whenever I hear shit like I that, I feel it so just bad makes about me myself. Feel so useless. And like, I could be doing this, and I'm 22 years old. And Capital and Wasteland, uh, they're a really cool suicidal style thrashy hardcore band later suicidal or early suicidal first suicidal record then i would dig them yeah um check out both those bands they have band camps um i can probably get jeremiah to send us some details if you're in the area and want to check them out oh also at the cobra lounge purgatory no victory karma source of hate are all performing we've shouted that out before on the show and it's on the calendar on our website go visit that is the best resource if you want to find out oh, about yeah. shows because we just get on here and start blabbering unfortunately because ted doesn't take show. notes um wow we just sat and talked about really nothing for like 40 minutes at this point told you we could should have called the podcast seinfeld what it's a show about nothing <laughs> seinfeld core so sorry for talking your ear off i understand if this was an episode you want to skip or listen to the interview with eric and then stop because i still think that was a great interview i'm proud of that too. i'm proud of that interview this you can skip this conversation go to riot but Fest. if you're if you're listening to it right now you've heard the whole thing so i guess the joke's on you um, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing ted <laughs> any closing thoughts go to riot fest if you could if you can make it i definitely recommend going whether um, our Atlanta listeners make the trip up. It's like uh, Wrecking Ball, but not in not Atlanta. Not as good. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's more of a Wrecking Ball guy. I'm just... At least I, our festival's going on this year. Don't rub it in. <laughs> I'm still mad that Wrecking Ball April fooled us about See, that. that. You're going to make me go on another fucking that rant again. Cold. Zach's going to need to cut the recording. Um, You know I fly the Atlanta hardcore flag proudly. Um... I'm going to stop talking to you. Go to the shows we talked about. Go to the shows on our calendar. Check out all the bands we mentioned. Uh, go to Riot Fest. Thanks for putting up with us. See you next episode. Go to Riot Fest. <laughs>